0: Welcome to Guess the Year, I'm the host, my name's Mike. Today we've got four deadheads from around the country competing for a $50 gift card to REI and a spot in next week's show. Here's how the game works. We'll play the first part of a Grateful Dead live track, and each contestant will use the messaging system to silently guess which year their performance is from. Contestants who are all on video chat to prevent any possibility of cheating can submit their guesses at any time during the clip or in the 10 seconds after it concludes. Whoever is furthest from the correct year is eliminated. The last two Deadheads standing will have a best of three series to determine a winner. We've got our returning champion Cooper here with us, and we'll meet the rest of the Deadheads in a moment. But first, let's hear the first song. Without further ado, The Grateful Dead. right, the guesses are in. It was St. Stephen at the Auditorium Theater in Chicago on August 24th, 1971. The titular St. Stephen was a first century martyr who unfortunately was stoned to death. So Nate got it exactly. He was the only one who got it exactly. Nate is 22 and he's from York, Pennsylvania. Nate, what'd you hear there?
1: Um, So for me, the main giveaway was the single drummer. I only heard Billy in the background there. Uh, It's got to be 71 to 74 at that point. And St. Stephen kind of fell off around 72. Um, It sounded quite early. So I went with uh, 71. And yeah, the auditorium, it sounded very similar to, I think that's or Dick's Picks 35 is somewhere around there in August 71. So it sounded very, very familiar.
0: And how'd you get into the dead?
1: Um, so I, in college, I started, I was really into hip hop at first and that got really boring really quick. So I started getting into psychedelic rock, actually like ultimate spinach, uh, the popular ones like Pink Floyd and stuff. Um, and then I slowly just stumbled upon the studio albums for the dead, uh, fire on the mountain was actually the one that got me, got me on the bus. Um, I played that one nonstop for a while and eventually made my way through the entire, uh, Spotify catalog And now I do all my listening from re-listen.
0: So you started on studio albums then?
1: Yeah, I lasted probably on studio albums for a couple months. It was, it wasn't too long. It was probably like three or four months before I exhausted all of their studio albums. They don't have too many. And I liked all, I liked most of it so much that I was like, all right, time to get into it. Um, The thing about uh, coming from the psychedelic uh, aspect is I know some people come from the folk aspect. I, come from the psychedelic background so i do tend to lean towards more of the 71 and earlier uh, more primal dead is 10 typically where i listen to 68 69 um so i'm a little worried about the 90s but this one was right in my ballpark
0: so you're into that like acid test dead
1: oh yeah yeah some 66 where they sound like the beatles for some reason they got a real poppy tune to them i love that that's that's one of my favorite eras of the dead it's i feel like it's get. It's a little underrated. Pigpen is one of my favorites. I think he does a ton of great songs early on that just fall off. Alligator, top 10 song of mine. They stopped playing it way too early.
0: That's really cool, Nate. Welcome. Thank you. So Ryan and Gemma both guessed 1970, and they're both on the next round. Gemma, you are 42, and you're from Nottingham, England. Why'd you guess 1970?
2: Uh, yeah, sound of Jerry's guitar was number one. Um, that's slightly uh, not quite tinny, but there's a lighter uh, fairy fingers kind of thing going on for Jerry. Um, I was listening for the drummer too. Um, and I, d- I didn't remember when Mickey went out. So I was I was listening and uh, so I couldn't quite tell. Sounded single drummer, but wasn't too sure. But yeah, it was definitely Jerry and the tenor of uh, Bobby and Jerry's voices together. Jerry sounds so so much younger. He's got that quality, and it was just clean and crisp. The crowd were going crazy too. I was trying to listen to the crowd, see how big the crowd was, and they they God, they loved that song. It was great.
0: And how would you get to the dead, Gemma?
2: Um, I had tickets to two shows about eight years ago. I think it was twenty. Hmm a while ago, (laughs) and it was Further's last show at Red Rocks. And I decided to go to that one because the guy got VIP tickets. But I had no idea who Further was. I had no idea who the Grateful Dead was. I had no clue as to any of that, which was surprising because my dad was uh, the biggest Bob Dylan fan you could ever have known. He had that's what I grew up on, Bob Dylan's vinyl back catalog. Um, but he never mentioned Grateful Dead, and so and there was no, there was nothing even touching that in in that catalog. It was Leonard Cohen, Bob Dylan, all of the Beatnik kinds. Um, so when I discovered that when I went further, it was incredible. I mean, first show Red Rocks, it was just beautiful, um, and uh, just the energy there was amazing. I had a really great time, and I came back after that, and for the next few years devoured everything that i could really um down to really terrible audio recordings actually following following on from your previous conversations some crowd recordings really bad um but i listened to everything that i could um and slowly wor- worked my way through and i love the early early stuff as well there's that mid late 60s stuff is my my favorite um favorite dead so i'm with you on that one there um
0: so had you been listening to jam bands before the further show?
2: Yeah, not really. I wouldn't uh, have classed them as jam bands necessarily. They are sometimes, aren't they? They're rock and roll, man, and um, and good, good old American rock and roll. You know, you can listen to certain songs and never think that the dead are are, are who they are or, or what they were. You could just listen to the the classic rock and roll trucking and all of that. Um, so no it was it was amazing when i uh started finding those more psychedelic more um oh the dead movie too the dead movie that that made a huge impact on me so seeing that and uh and then moving to that more psychedelia but no i wouldn't i don't necessarily class them as a jam band is that wrong maybe it's wrong but but no i think that they've got something some so much that you can choose from even if you don't like you know, psychedelic music, if you don't like folk music, for example, you can find something in there that you'll really enjoy.
0: I like your characterization that they're a rock band that jams. That's a nice compromise. Yeah,
2: yeah. Not too much noodling. It's not noodling. The noodling that they do is uh, it's it's art. It's art. Uh, and I really I feel, I feel that with the dead. With some with of some the jam bands, I'm like, ah, you know, let's move on. But the dead, I could listen to jam all day.
0: Have you gotten into other jam ba- or other types of bands that uh-huh. jam?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um not really. Uh you'd have to name a few. Like so I'm I'm not particularly a fish fan. They that doesn't do it for me. They're a jam band, right? I'm yeah, English. That's awesome. So you you have to you have to you know educate me on your culture a little bit. <laughs> um no I don't think so I, I got into all of my friends were really into bluegrass um when I first came over here uh, to Colorado specifically so I saw a lot of bluegrass and uh, adding on to that, then, so, then I discovered Olden in the Way, right? So there's, then I went back to that and I was like, oh, that's what bluegrass is. Okay, that I like, that I like. So I think the more traditional uh, bluegrass stuff is more up my alley than stuff today. But I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm into any other jam bands. Afraid not, afraid not.
0: Welcome, Gemma, and thanks for that. Ryan, is 32, and he's from Traverse City, Michigan. You guessed 1970 as well. You're on to the next round. Ryan, do you have anything you want to add?
3: Yeah, you know, I I didn't hear any piano. I figured it was before 72. Um, Also heard the single drummer, and I was reminded that I meant to look up uh, when Mickey left the band and uh, realized I forgot to do that. So glad to be moving on.
0: I've looked that up a million times and I've read books about it and I still <laughs> like I still have to think about it every single time. I'm like, um, yeah, and how'd you get into the dead? Yeah, so I'm a big fan of
3: uh, Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend. He has a Apple Music show called Time Crisis, where they play the dead a lot. So they started talking about the dead and and I grew up a big like classic rock, um, fan digging into rock history and stuff and that was like sort of a corner i had never explored So i was like huh you know this is something i could maybe dig into really loved it and i love you know obviously they have a ton of history to dig, dig into and i love how you know they've changed their sound throughout the years and uh big spring 90 guy that's my favorite
0: wow spring 90 i love it i never heard that one before uh why do you like spring 90 so much
3: To me, it's like when, like, Brent comes into his own, right? Um, And they really kind of tap into that, uh, you know, soft rock vibe at the time that was popular, sort of that Brian Adams sort of sound. I dig it. And it's like all these classic songs that they had, you know, played for years and years, but
0: now they have this totally new sound. So I actually saw Vampire Weekend, and they had a dead cover band open for them, Richard Pictures, and Ezra clearly had, like, tapped them. Did did he talk about Richard Pictures on his show?
3: Yeah, so that the, the front man of that band is the co-host with him. Oh. Yeah. All right, where, is this
0: uh, Chicago? You know, I saw them in Ojai, California. And that was, okay. it was really small. And I didn't know that the cover band was opening. And I was just like, oh, you know, some local guys or something. And they just break into Not Fade Away. And I was like, holy shit. Like, not <laughs> only do I get to see Vampire Weekend, I get to see a fucking dead cover band. It's great. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw them open in
3: Chicago, too, the sweet Oh, uh, Richard Pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. How'd they sound? I think that was like the two shows they did. It was awesome. It's really cool. Time. Did uh, and then did Vampire Weekend jam a bit? Yeah, I'd say I'd say jam adjacent. You know, not not okay. quite getting there, but uh, a few more solos. Yeah.
0: Cool. Ryan, welcome. Cooper is our returning champion. He is twenty one. He's from Deep River, Connecticut. He had audio issues. It's really fucked up. You guessed 1969. I'm I'm sorry that you didn't get to hear the whole song, Cooper. What did you hear there in the half song you heard?
4: You know what it was. It was like less like what I was hearing that messed me up on my own memory. So in my mind, I was like, okay, Saint Stephen. I know they played it late. You know, came in the late 60s. I know that they brought it back in 77, and then again in 83. But in my mind, it just did not go beyond the late 60s. So that was my problem, where I was just like. I wasn't thinking 71 because I was thinking 69 was the latest it could be. But I also didn't really trust myself because I, I could hear where everybody got 70 from. So uh, tough way to go out, but that, you know, it's been a pleasure. So.
0: Cooper, you're a classy guy. Probably would have helped to hear the whole song. Um, You saw the Dead Cover Band last weekend, right? How were they?
4: Yes, I did. They were outstanding. Um, I'm trying to think what the highlight was. They did a killer help slip but now i'm trying to remember what it went into it wasn't franklin's anyway th- those guys are great and you guys are talking about vampire weekend and there's one of the guys uh is it chris thompson is also in a another jam band with um the bassist from real, from real estate called Taper's Cho- choice they're really good too so check them out
0: whoa uh, the bassist from real estate also is in a jam band Wow. yeah
4: i i met he's awesome i met him outside of show in new haven um last fall I love real estate and, and you can hear the, the dead's influence on him and like their modern playing. Cause like he improvises like crazy on bass, which like he doesn't, if you listen to like their, uh, you know, studio stuff from, I don't know, 2009 or whatever.
0: Cool. Cooper. Well, thank you for playing your, we'll be back for the tournament of champions and yeah, great. round. Awesome. All right. Ryan, Nate, and Gemma are continuing on to the next round vying for two spots in the best of three series to determine the winner. Let's play the song. Right, the guesses are in they love each other at cornell university on may 8th 1977 cornell 77 is often referred to as the greatest dead show ever bob weir remarked on the concert i can't remember that one specifically nate and Gemma both guessed 1974 they were closer than ryan who guessed 1973 Gemma and nate are both on the final nate we'll start with you uh why 74
1: Man, I was real close between 77, 78, and seventy-four. Um, I the reason I went with seventy-four is I could swear I only heard one drummer. So I was I was thinking, but it it didn't sound like that. They love each other that you expect from seventy-three, where it's uh, real quick. They do it real fast when they first start playing it. Um, so I that was pushing me towards seventy-seven, being a little bit slower. But then only I only heard one drummer, so I had to commit to the seventy-four that's what threw me for a loop right there
0: well you're on in the next round Gemma. what'd you hear there
2: yeah i'll i'll second nate there uh i was listening hard for that for that second drum um possibly it was there (laughs) maybe mickey hadn't like come in yet maybe um but yeah that was the issue i sounded like it i thought it might be later um for I don't know why I don't know why and it, Jerry's voice sounded great it had that that lighter lighter touch uh less kind of drudgy or druggy, and um and then of course uh, Miss Donnan comes in so so yeah I don't know that was a tough one it was kind of just went with my gut towards the end yeah 70 something so
0: well congrats you're you on to the final as well Ryan you guessed 73 one year off heartbreak sorry What'd you hear that made you guess 73?
3: Oh good. Yeah. Uh again, I just I thought I heard the single drummer there. Um kind of just took a shot in the dark. Uh vocal sounded really good. Just took a shot.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm sure you've listened to the Cornell seventy seven show before, but maybe just not in a little while.
3: Oh yeah, of course. Of course it's a great show. Um Haven't pinpointed it in a while. I actually just sold the vinyl box set for five hundred bucks. <laughs> but uh... <laughs>
0: Vinyl box set of what of of, of May eight seventy seven yeah, no way. How many vinyls are in the box set?
3: Uh, too many, man. It's you're getting up every every <laughs> <laughs> every twenty minutes. It's not a relaxing experience. <laughs> Originally bought it for like eighty bucks or something, but it, you know vinyls was uh, my market was real hot there for a while. I had to let go of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick.
0: How did uh, where did you sell it for five? Like on. Uh... Where, discogs discogs man are you liquidating the vinyls or is it just like a one-off like getting rid of the yeah vinyls? yeah yeah. i
3: saw so a lot of the ones that uh i can part with i guess made a good uh chunk of change good side gig
0: six so you like kind of wheel and deal
3: yeah i have like 600 records that i've accumulated over the years and yeah, the past couple of years, it's gotten real hot. You know, I guess the kids like to put them on their walls and stuff. So uh, <laughs> you can get a lot more for them than, than you bought them for. So it's worth it to me. I can move to the digital at certain prices, right?
0: Sorry, just opened up a whole new line of questioning here. Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> uh, 600 records. So you, did you start buying these when what, what, you're quite young, right? Because you're only 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, a neighbor that would, uh,
3: collected records and would take me to, to shops and stuff. Uh, so I started then and yeah, just over the years built up quite the collection. Now I'm going the other way.
0: Yeah. Where was that inflection point? Like, when did you like, all right, I'm to start <laughs> selling these things.
3: <sighs> Past three or four years, three years. I mean, um, yeah, the vinyl market just got really hot to where the point where it was like, all right, I don't listen to these things enough, and some of these are the go for a hundred, two hundred, you know. So at that point, got to switch to Apple Music. So that's how you listen to the dead now, or whatever. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like Flax. a dope sound system or something?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have like uh, have four speakers that are like sort of facing each other subwoofer kind of a, a pseudo surround sound system going on i got some i got a, a five disc cd player to uh, listen to dave's picks so i got the dave's picks subscription for next year pump for that
0: luke was saying the same thing he's got the five disc changer and you just pop them all in
3: <laughs> yeah you don't have to sit down it's not like the vinyl or you have to get up yeah you can just sit down and relax
0: Damn, I respect you going all in on the vinyl and just pulling the cord. you like, all right, yeah. it's over. <laughs> and this room sure. with the subs and like the speakers, is, this is like the dedicated listening room, or is it also like? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Really? It doesn't double as like a living room to have people over. It's just a listening room.
3: No, it's just a listening room. Oh,
0: <laughs> dude, that's the dream. Um, I'll work too. Yeah, that's great. And you just crank it in there. <laughs> wow. I love it. Ryan, thank you so much for being here and um, answering my like 50 questions in a row.
3: For sure. That was fun. Thanks, guys.
0: All right. Gemma and Nate are on to the final. It's a best of three series to determine who gets the $50 REI gift card. Very exciting. (laughs) Let's play. Dark Star at the Crystal Ballroom in Portland, Oregon, on February 2nd, 1968. This early recording of Dark Star wasn't widely available until Road Trips Volume 2, Number 2, came out in 2009, and there are two other Dark Stars featured on the compilation record. Gemma, you guessed 1968 and you got it exactly. How'd you figure that one out?
2: was a tough one. I was really, uh, it was either really early <laughs> or I was way, way out there. Um, the, uh, recording sound was a big part of it. That sort of, you could hear the, you could hear the air around them. Um, and I thought I heard it was difficult. I was really keying into the keys and I thought it sounded like Tom. But it was so, it was just doing the same riff over and over. And then that that made me reconsider that and throw that out for a while. That was a tough one. And then right at the last minute where I was like, okay, you got to write an answer. I was like, do that thing where you go with the gut. Um. So so I decided to go with early. But Jerry's voice threw me off. Jerry's voice threw me off. He sounded like he was having a good time at that show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did he, That's why I was you like, find- whoa,
2: Jerry, <laughs> chill out, man. But yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so him having a good time, what did that make you think? It was later or something?
2: No. Well, yeah. So his voice, you know, his voice. Uh, he sound he sounded like he was having a he was off in the in the stars himself a little bit. Um, so that lo- that lower, more rounded. He had some rever- reverb to his voice. I was struggling to to listen to that pure kind of Jerry voice from those early years, but it is Darkstar, So, you know, he's probably playing with some playing vocally as well. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe he was just having a real good time up there in the stars as well.
0: Well, it was a great poll. Nate, you guessed 1969, only one year off. Hard to parse when you get that close. Why'd you guess 69?
1: I think I played it a little bit too safe there. I was sitting here deciding between 68 and 69 the whole time. I, I, I went for the safe option of sixty nine. I should have should have went should have went for the gusto. Like she said, go with your gut and go with earlier. That definitely did the the audio quality. It was straight off the bat. It was, was sixty eight or sixty nine. Uh, swung the wrong way this time. Hopefully, don't don't do that again.
0: Cool. All right, Gemma needs one more to become the new champion of Guest of the Year and earn a fifty dollar Aria gift card. Nate needs one more to stay alive. Let's play the song. Thank mm-hmm.
5: the day I before I hit the ground all I leave behind me is only what I've found
0: all right China Doll at Cal Expo in Sacramento on June 9th, 1984. China Doll was on 1973's Wake of the Flood, but another alternate version was recorded a year later for, uh, for From the Mars Hotel, though it was never released. Nate, you guessed 1993, and you were closer. You even up the series. What did you hear that made you guess 93.
1: I thought I heard like Vince's tinny keyboard in the background. I'm um, in all transparency. I don't listen to anything after typically eighty two, maybe an eighty three. I really don't dabble in anything eighty four to eighty six. Um, so that definitely caught me off guard. Uh, it's just too much heroin coked out. i I do. I like more of the psychedelic vibes. I don't. Those. Those aren't the type of drugs I want to hear them play music on.
0: And then, what year in that early era is your favorite? if you have one
1: uh anything before like 71 or before anything before 72 i know everyone loves 72 and 77 uh anything before 72 is is my ballpark
5: what i listen to on
1: a daily basis see i've thought about that i like i one drummer honestly i i don't think i'm a one drummer guy because mickey leaves in february of 71 and late 71 is all right. And once you start getting into 72, they start getting a little too, they start doing a lot of the harmonization. They start to smooth stuff out. Um, it sounds real nice on Europe 72 for the average like consumer yeah. Warner Bros. did a great job at making them consumer friendly at that time, in my opinion, uh, especially compared to their acid test stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, it's. I think I am a two drummer guy, uh, but I don't know. It, it. I guess it would depend on the day. Sometimes one drummer, Bill, Bill is, he, he holds down the fort when Mickey's gone.
0: So you're not really into the Cumberland blues harmonization type stuff.
1: They do really try for that Crosby, Stills, Nash, young, uh, vibe of let's try to harmonize everyone. They're not good singers like Crosby, Stills, Nash and young. That's not their strength. Their strength is the, the rock band that likes to jam as Gemma was saying. Um, they're good at jamming they're not the best at harmonizing not that it's not good it's definitely the best that they harmonize out of any of their years um just not comparable to the to the psychedelic uh kind of 20 minute jams that I typically listen to
0: love it Gemma uh you guess yeah. 1968 what'd you hear there
2: I saw I was reeling from the, from the dark star before too. Um, really trying to listen to again. So I think you, Nate, uh, following on from Nate, we have similar dead preferences. Um, I don't know. You know, I've got a, a lot of blanks. Um, I wouldn't have known who was playing those keys, for example. I was, I was desperately trying to figure it out. Jerry's voice came in again, not sounding too great again, Um but yeah, just like last time, I was, I was uh, going from from this low to this high. Last time, at least, I could tell by the audio recording. But Jerry's voice threw me off. Whoever was playing keys, Vince, thank you, uh, it threw me off. I wasn't... Uh, oh, it was Brent, I wasn't, actually. I was, oh, it was Brent. Sorry, it was Brent. Uh, I wasn't going to... Was it Brent? God damn. So I wasn't... What year was it?
0: <laughs> uh, 84.
2: Oh, okay. Even later. Okay, all right. So no, I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to get that one so oh well disappointed well done nate though that's uh you pulled through that's great yeah all
0: right gemma and nate are tied 1-1 going to a decisive (laughs) game three we haven't had this in weeks on the uh or maybe it has i forget uh this is is why they play guest of the year everyone gemma and nate game three let's play the song guesses are in sing me back home at the lyceum theater in london on may 26th 1972 the song was performed 40 times between 71 and 73 Then never played again nate got it exactly 72 gemma you are one year off 1973 what a finish nate you're the new champion congratulations so you died you knew that was europe 72
1: um actually in my chat to you i thought it was Vanetta. i thought it was uh august of 72 i thought it was the Vanetta show um i was I was three months off but um definitely gave me that heavy like i was just describing they were all harmonizing they were really hitting that europe 72 everybody sing at once let's show them how it's done uh kind of giving it all um type vibe uh real clean real refined Um, Donna even sounded good. I know there's a lot of Donna haters out there. Shout out to Donna. Um, (laughs) So that harmonizing you didn't mind. It's weird with music. I tend to lean towards like higher pitch stuff. Like you got random feedback in the early psychedelic stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of Donna for that reason. Uh, A lot of people don't like her coming in and quote unquote screeching or whatever some people call it. I think she nails it almost. Almost every time. There are some times where I'm like, all right, like, calm down. But, like, she, I feel like she's critical in songs like this, uh, where she chimes in and playing in the band. Uh, she really adds that extra element. It's another reason why I'm a big fan of Jerry Garcia Band. They got the the double uh, female backup singers. Uh, late Jerry Garcia Band with those backup singers is phenomenal. Uh, they add a whole nother element to all the lyrics, especially when Jerry's voice is a little weaker later. They really help pick up that uh, vocal... Like the need the need for vocals that you're looking for without getting into that cheesy Bobby. He gets a little cheesy in the 80s, 90s. So it gives you something to listen to later on. Uh big, big female singer background. Uh big fan of that.
0: So do you have a favorite Jerry Garcia band show?
1: That's a good one. Um the album uh Electric on the Eels, pretty good. That's like three different years. I think that's like 87, 80, 87, 89, 91. That's some good late Jerry Garcia band. If you're looking for early stuff, his stuff uh, before Jerry Garcia band uh, started in 75, um, kind of around when she was saying old and in the way. Yeah, she, uh, he also did a ton of stuff with Merle Saunders. Um, that is phenomenal. I love his Legion of Mary stuff. Um, just Jerry and Merle, uh, Merle Saunders band, uh, all of that stuff from like 71, 72 on, on through 74 until they went on hiatus and he picked up Jerry Garcia band in 75. Um, those are good. If you're looking for early, for early, like Jerry projects.
0: So you like new riders too?
1: Eh, like uh <laughs> new, new riders with Jerry on the slide guitar for sure. New riders 69, 70, phenomenal. I have their first album with Jerry on the pedal steel. Um, after that, I could take it or leave it.
0: Gemma. You you were only one year off. You got 73. A very, very good run. what did you hear there?
2: Um, I was listening again, listening hard for the drums. Um, very lovely, touchy, lots of space. Um and uh I, I, it was obviously those early 70 years. Um it was a, a struggle to pick. I don't think I'd have picked two. I think I'd have picked like one or three, like I did. I have no idea why that's what I was tossing up there um donna did sound good donna does sound good a lot of the time again i'm in agreement with nate here um sorry boys but yeah i'm i'm a i'm a donna fan too and uh she could sing she could sing she could also you know do some other strange things bless her um but yeah they all sounded keyed in it was the space there was like the timing there was so lovely they had it nailed in um it was lovely i'd like to hear the more of that actually that'd be lovely to to hear more of that don't know why 73 it was a guess between those early years and uh, that's uh that's what it was so a good run though yeah i, I enjoyed competing with you then, nate it was good congratulations so kind
1: of, yeah that was a great competition
2: yeah
0: so you kind of like the early 70s then when the band was super sharp
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love the 60s stuff for the uh, sort of experimentation, the, the the noises they create, the freedom that kind of comes from their vocals back then. And then 70s, whew, they seem keyed in like, to each other, you know. Um, those early years uh, were pretty, early 70s were pretty spectacular. 72 um, is lovely too, of course. Um. That was, I'm going to take a listen to that after we go for sure. I, I do. I really enjoy, um, enjoy. You can hear it with any music, any good band, any good musicians. When they're on, they're on. And if they're all on, I mean, that's just when magic happens. And that sounded like some magic was about to happen there in that song.
0: You saw Further. I've never really listened to Further. How would you compare their sound? Obviously, they're not the dead. No one's the dead. But now having listened to, you know, a lot about the dead, how, how would you characterize Further's sound?
2: That's a very difficult question for me. So that was was, eight, nine, ten years ago. Eight, nine, more than that. Oh, don't let me count. And, and, you know, you know how I said Jerry was having, it sounded like Jerry was uh, having a really good time in one of his earlier songs. I was having a really good time on that further night too mm. so you know it's the the whole um, it, I, <laughs> and it was Red Rocks so a, a huge uh, there wasn't a wall of sound obviously but huge noise coming off of those guys so there was light show I'd never heard a single Grateful Dead song in my life so I didn't know what I was watching I just knew I was watching something that everybody else around me was there for and was there for that magic you know um but yeah i don't think i couldn't do a comparison i haven't listened to them much since that show it was further gave me uh the knowledge that the grateful dead existed and and that's what that's what they gave me and then i went to dead and jerry and i haven't gone back to further but maybe i should maybe i should
0: beautiful thank you so much gemma really appreciate you being here All right, subscribe to Guest the Year on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for show updates. Follow us at Guest the Year Show on Instagram. And if you want to be a contestant on the show, sponsor the show, or make comments, ask questions, email us at guest the Show at gmail.com. Thanks to Dylan, who's been drawing the posters, which you can check out on our Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. For the fun facts, I relied heavily on DeadNet, Dead.net, Dead Dead Disc, and Grateful Dead of the Day and their commenters. Thank you. Thanks to the amazing tapers whose recordings made the show possible. Congratulations night, to our new winner, night, Nate, and to our other contestants. Thanks for playing, and remember, it's all one song anyways.
5: Good night, good night, and I bid you good night,
2: good night,
5: good night.